Promise or courage, and the confidence Yang had in him was evidenced by his entrusting Julian to him, albeit temporarily. Commander Lau, Chief Staff Officer for this division, frowned. You're saying you intend to take these raw recruits and trainees into battle, he said. Of course, yelled Attenborough. After all, even the trainees had been assigned to this division in order to fight. They had to experience their first battle sometime. For most of the new recruits, nearly all, actually, this battle had come too early. However, avoiding combat was no longer possible at this stage, nor was it possible for the experienced crew by themselves to protect the newbies from all harm. More importantly, without those new recruits positioned in every department— it would mean crucial shortages of combat personnel. I'm going to have them fight as well. We don't have the leeway to have them sitting in box seats watching the rest of us play war games. Mobilize them. As he was giving that order, Attenborough couldn't hold back a sense of gloom as he wondered how many of them would make it back to their beds in Isolon Fortress barracks. At least until relief arrived, all he could do was try to hold casualties down to the barest minimum. The young commander decided to adopt a rather-than-win-don't-lose policy. Not that circumstances had given him another option. The Attenborough Division has made contact with and engaged Imperial forces at Corridor Point FR. When the communications officer gave that report, Admiral Yang Wen Li, mighty commander of the FPA forces, was not in the fortress's central command room. He was hardly a man of such diligence as to hang around his workplace outside of regular working hours. Still, he had been diligent in communicating his expected whereabouts, even if in nothing else. So his aide, Lieutenant Frederica Greenhill, was able to find the young commander in short order. He was pretending to be asleep on a bench in a botanical garden. Your Excellency, please wake up. At the sound of her voice, Yang laid one hand on the beret that was resting on top of his face. Without moving from that position, he said in a sleepy, muffled voice, What is it? After his aide had reported, he took his beret in hand and sat up. Not a day's peace at the frontier fortress. Spring comes late to these northern climes, eh? This is gonna be trouble. Hey, Julian. Yang had called out for the boy out of habit. He looked around the park, rested his gaze on Frederica's face, and then, with a little sigh, scratched his head with one hand. Then he rose to his feet, grumbling to himself as he put his beret back on. I sent him out there because I thought it'd be safe. I'm sure he'll come back safely. That boy has a lot of talent and a lot of luck, too. Frederica spoke, knowing full well just how powerless words were. Yang looked at her with a cryptic expression. He must have taken her remark as a mixture of both official and personal sentiment. There are a lot of raw recruits on those ships, he said. This won't be easy, even for Attenborough. We've got to get out there and reinforce them ASAP.
Even so, Yang's scowl and his ill-tempered words were nothing more than a cover to hide the awkward embarrassment he felt at her concern. On January 22, fleets from the Galactic Empire and the Free Planets Alliance randomly encountered one another at coordinates closer to the Empire side of that narrow, tunnel-shaped region of space called the Isolon Corridor. It occasioned the start of a battle that was, for all practical purposes, strategically meaningless. This was a textbook example of a chance encounter between hostile parties. Neither the Imperial forces nor those of the Alliance had expected the other to be out this far from their home base. The border between these two states and their very different political systems was wherever their territories happened to collide.